0: and the edge of the world, UFAMet presents Night Drift with Jim Perry.
1: From the hinterlands, concealed by fog, at the intersection of society and strange, this is an interview series about the unknown and our relationship to it. Produced by the documentary podcast series UFAMet, Here we commune and wander through the big wonder with guests who are thinkers, explorers, experiencers of the phenomena that is on the edge of it all. This is Night Drift, and I'm Jim Perry. Tonight we have guest Bex Atwood. They return for more liminal reports, this time some very personal cryptid encounters. She'll tell us all about her trip actually out to the Oregon coast, my neck of the woods. And who just miles from where I am right now could be legendary creatures and how she might be inclined to believe this, that how and why is very important in that. And I can't wait to hear this very personal encounter. We'll jump right into that conversation in just a minute. But thank you for listening tonight. And thank you for listening for the last two years. There's something I need to talk to you about before we get started. Um... Night Drift, as you know, began during those bad old days of lockdown. It was an ins to a means, a way to keep in contact with you and other friends. We held the recordings live in Zoom rooms for patrons like you. And it quickly became a social club, a community. Um, It was an outlet. And that led to it becoming a live radio show in Seattle on KKNW live right now in the Puget Sound. And that was all while the world shifted again and allowed us to engage in person. And our context for all of this changed. And for over two years, this little bonus show kept on expanding the voices and ideas leaving us to really wander in the wonder together. And sometimes some of those ideas, some of those voices were even challenging. But now, like many things birthed in that surreal time, it's time for finally a rest and for space to best allow the true nature to be revealed. So I'm pausing night drift and... This will be the final live show, at least for a while. And, listen, it's exciting for me because it will give me the time I need to fully focus on euphemet again. But it also pains me a little bit because I so enjoy connecting with you on this platform. You know, um, I get so many great emails with people after the show airs, and 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 once the show. Uh, goes live on the Euphemet podcast feed. So much incredible enjoyment by the messages and conversations I receive. Just uh, under the surface of what this radio broadcast is, is, is really a special community that has been built. A lot of people facing a lot of stuff at the same time. All of us, I suppose, burying ourselves in the paranormal, the supernatural, And magic, the occult, in hidden history and mysteries. Some people get a little tired of me saying that we're all in this together and mentioning things in that way, but it's the only way I know how. And it's one of the things that interests me about this the most. So with all that, I want to thank our producer, Odie Ortiz, and everyone at KKNW, Harmony, Tiffany, Eric, and we'll see you all again at KKNW, I'm sure. And I'll always appreciate so much the new friends I've made by opening myself up on this little bonus show. And, and don't worry, you'll, you'll keep seeing and hearing plenty of Bex, Darcy, Tim, Andrew, John, Daniel, and the rest. But mostly, I want to thank you. You know, in radio, not often does the host, does the creator of a show get an opportunity to actually say that in an industry that, once you're in, seems as if it's been around since the dawn of time. And has practices that sometimes they're in feel like they've been around forever. It's so encouraging to be able to have a platform where, as a documentarian, I can strip that away and just talk to you as a fellow human, wondering what all this means. So thank you so much for being on this ride. All right, let's get into a really fun show. (laughs) We'll talk a little bit about some of the points of history of the show. And even on the podcast uh, feed, I may post some best of material and some, you know, extra commentary around that to, to finish out the year before I really kind of cut the cord and go into my hobbit hole and you know, uh, pulled John McEdward in and and just work on Euphemet feverishly. Uh, a, a really incredible season that is developing very fast. But let's get right into it. Night Drift reporter, liminal investigator, someone very important to this program, Bex Atwood, is here with us. Bex, welcome to Night Drift.
2: Hi, everybody. It's It's such an honor to be here for the last show. <laughs> I got to say that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it made a lot of sense. You, you are, um, you are the show's lone reporter out there uh, <laughs> in the field, uh, boots on the ground. That's something, of course, as, as you know, and anyone who's listened to you've met for any period of time or heard me on other appearances, that's something that's really close to my heart. People getting out there, talking with experiences, experiencers, and, and then really kind of having those experiences themselves. Bex, how would you, qualify the feeling that you had once you realized that you were a full-time boots on the ground (laughs) investigator out there
2: oh my goodness i think it hits you you know in the weirdest of times i think it hit me (laughs) when um i started working with full earth and and we started um you know getting a lot more submissions to the map and and started you know uh you know working with people physically in person again um i think it really hit me just while i was driving one day um mm. probably wandering around that old peninsula that i love so much yeah and um it just kind of hit me like oh my goodness i um 100 of my mind right now is is thinking about this case and oh, this person that I'm going to meet and and this weird thing that I heard last night from a friend and, and it all just kind of quantifies into like the, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. Like this is, yeah. this is without planning, without any sort of um, idea, you know, I just found myself right where I, I felt like I was supposed to be. And that's such a wonderful feeling. And I'm yeah. sure that you can relate to that a bit.
3: Oh,
1: it's it's an amazing feeling. And it's one that I hope anyone listening right now has had or is looking to achieve. Um, those times where everything seems to be aligned and you're like, this is exactly where I am meant to be. Yes. Um, you found yourself in a place where you <laughs> <laughs> that like where you may have felt like you were not supposed to be. And that was or, or you know, I'm I'm assuming at this point in time, based off the story you're going to tell, uh, that that is maybe the case. But maybe it was transcendental. Maybe it was life changing in 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 very affirming ways. But you came out here to the Oregon coast and you experienced some pretty incredible stuff. Uh, take us to where I am right now. <laughs> take <laughs> us to the Oregon coast and uh, oh, tell me a little bit yeah. about your trip
2: would love to um i think you know to start off it's really funny how it was so fun being in jim's town <laughs> just being like i wonder where jim's at like i'm i'm, I'm here eating i'm at this starbucks oh my goodwill. well i wonder if i'll like run into him <laughs> you know yeah. um i loved that um, of course um you know our plans were conflicted so we weren't able to see each other uh which is like totally fine. I think we're gonna have our time very soon. Um, just
1: just to just to qualify for listeners, so they do not think that I was avoiding you or that <laughs> I did not take special, you know, care. I was out of oh, town. Geez. I was out of town. <laughs> I was actually, I've, I was already on my way to Seattle for a defy thing and uh didn't line up, and I was very crushed about this because you were there at my Starbucks. You were there near. <laughs> Fred Meyer and all the wonderful things we have in this rural community um, and I was nowhere to be seen and that was a that was a shame to uh, this entire program and it's, oh my goodness I am ashamed of it
2: that was so dramatic I love it um, no, it's, um, totally fine because it was a family vacation. So I was already getting like some vibes of like, Hey, family time. And I am like, okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, funny enough, what fit into family time was a paranormal experience, um, as you would have it. And, and it was a trip where, you know, we we're getting to like the final day and we had done all the things that like my aunt had done, like wanted to do. We went to the fancy restaurant that my cousin went to, like everyone kind of got their wish, but you know, secretly I was like, I wish I could, you know, go somewhere hunted, Go experience something fun. Get some sure. get some research down. That's kind of what m- was on my wish list. And, um, you know, we're leaving Lincoln City, and my cousin says to me, like, "Hey, I found this incredible waterfall hike. It's only three miles. Let's do this! Like, we can't we can't regret not going. You know, we are flying out at two in the morning, but let's do this." <laughs> and I was like, "Absolutely!" Um, and on the way up. Uh, you know, we were cracking jokes of like, if how thick the old growth forests are, if if Bigfoot or a, a cryptid were to exist in the woods, it would 100% be this one because you yes. can't even see five feet in front of you. And it's just yes. so ancient and beautiful. And, um, you know, the feelings that you get there are, um, they make you feel very small.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: <laughs> and so... You know we're we're in this beautiful woods and, and we are on this trail and we are going and um, this is the perfect time of year on the west coast to find mushrooms and so there were so many varieties I was stopping every five seconds and um, Marley my cousin uh, by her nature is like the person who's always bit ahead hiking and is kind of scout in the corner and she crosses this bridge and we're uh, looking at these mushrooms on this log right and Marley yells over to us and says. Why did you guys throw that rock at me? And you know, Donnie, her husband, and I look up and we're like, "What are you talking about? Like we are enthralled in this mushroom. <laughs> what do you mean? And so yeah. we walk over to her, we cross this little footbridge and um, we're looking around and and we're like, I don't I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Um, sorry, you know, if we didn't throw <laughs> it, um maybe you know something just fell, I don't know. Um, so we keep going. And, um anytime she kind of starts to bring it up she'd be like ah, you know I just I don't know um another one would happen
3: <laughs> oh my and gosh
2: it would either go right in front of her and like bounce off of the path or it would go right behind her and like hit her shoe or almost hit one of us and so we immediately look to our left and we're like that's not a pretty significant hill I don't know what would cause a rock to roll downwards. And it, the, the trajectory right. was pretty horizontal when I saw it cross her. Like, I, I don't know yeah. how that would happen exactly. Um, but we, I mean, let me tell you, we were writing it off until like the ninth time. And let me tell you, there were
3: more the than nine times that time?
2: this has happened. What? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So we cross, you know, ravines. We are down at the flat bottoms of a river. We are at the top of this you know it's a very small mountain at one point we're we're crossing all this different terrain and and this is continuing to happen to us um but what's weird is that after the third or fourth time um we started hearing these birds and we started to correlate like okay every time a rock is thrown we would hear these birds just freak out and they i mean very alarming ah But it wasn't um, like a raven or anything. It wasn't a call that I was really familiar with. Um, Not that I'm an expert or anything. Um, But, you know, it it started to give you the alarm bell vibes. And it would happen every time that we would have a rock situation. And and the size of the rocks started to get a little bigger. I have a picture of one of the impacts that the rock had made into the muddy path in front of us. And oh it was about two inches at least deep. The impact yeah. itself, and it broke the rock. Um, oh my gosh! There was one that would hit the tree that I had just walked in front of, and it would break off pieces of the bark. Um, and where it would hit, it was almost to eye level to me. And oh if a rock, I mean, it was it was it was wild. And and we were, oh my gosh, just for peace of mind and just to like enjoy our hike we were like, no, this is just some weird anomaly. And I mean, we're pretty remote. We're pretty far out there. And it's, I mean, almost dark. There's no one else on the trail. And there's no way that anyone could have like an elevation gain and still be on some developed trail, still be on some like non-bramble terrain. So right. that's what was really confusing. And then the force of the impact of these rocks wherever it hit would just get greater and greater. Um, and we eventually got to this suspended drawbridge. Um, and it was a big one, a long one, a scary one. <laughs> but we made it through, saw this beautiful waterfall, we took the pictures and yeah. realized that daylight was was low. We should get back. Um, once we crossed that bridge again, the activity happened the entire way back. Um and then we crossed that final little bridge that we thought started it all. And so we started talking like, oh, um, this isn't, this isn't going to happen now. That's where it started. What do you know? A rock flew right in front of my face and hit the tree to my left. And I have a video of like the impact, what you see on the path, the broken rock. We took some of the rocks <laughs> and we're just like, this feels like we need to keep some of these. Um, wow. But we ended the hike by leaving an offering on uh, one of the tree stems at the trailhead because we were just under the impression um, that, well, I guess like the general feeling that we got was we were there too late. Maybe they're used to hikers um, leaving by a certain time. Um, And it's smart, you you know, everything comes out at night. You probably shouldn't be hiking in the mountains at night if you um, wanna be safe. But um, it kind of, we got the vibe that like we were like, definitely late and um they were taking over that was their that was their property and their time more than anything and so we were like we have uh upset somebody clearly we're going to leave we had a blueberry tamale which in itself is incredible um we left a blueberry um tamale and i had picked a single uh poppy that i thought was really strange growing um out of season and mm. um just by itself. So I had, like this little orange flower. And so I i put it on the altar and um, you know, we said a little something and we're just kind of like, you know, we apologized. We we did this. We needed this trip <laughs> because mm. of the craziness we had experienced earlier in the week. Like please understand, but also we understand you. Um you know if folks listening, if you don't know what I'm alluding to by this point, um we so suspect... uh, yeah break
1: break it down. Uh yeah. <laughs> Un- unpack this for us in terms of what yeah. how this is in comparison to what other people have experienced and what they believe it is.
2: Right. So um, we suspect that we encountered Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Um, we never saw anything. Um, I have so many videos that I've watched again and again that I shot during that whole time just scouring the woods. I tried to every time a rock, Was flown. I was pretty much recording the whole time now that I think about it, which is, you know, good, I guess. But the footage is blank. I mean, and there's a couple in my photo album. I'll have to send you a screenshot and post it for the viewers. But, um, oh, yes, please. There's like five or six images or videos that are just whited out. Like, I can't click on them. They're corrupted files. Um, And if you scroll through my entire photo gallery, I've, you know, been all over the country and that's never been the case. Um, Not saying that that's necessarily paranormal, but it's odd because I was not able to to capture anything whatsoever, other than like the aftermath of what had happened. Um, I couldn't ever get anything while it was happening. And I know that I recorded during. Um, So uh, very popular Bigfoot um, happenings that you hear a lot in reports are rocks being thrown, um, a lot of tech um, disturbances, uh, weird smells, which we actually didn't um, experience, um, and then you know sightings, whoopings, tree thumps. Um, you know, I did my my little hoot that scared the bejesus out of Garrett <laughs> two years ago. Um, you know, and and nothing like that sufficed. But um, I I think what stands out about my experience was we were very spooked and we we knew what was happening. We were very familiar with. Um, Bigfoot lore um, but it it, to the extent of how it was happening I I haven't heard of yet and and my personal experience is not saying that it hasn't Um, would love to hear obviously stories if if anyone's familiar just a constant right but you know that's what stood out to me and then um, having those the blank photos um and then being able to see the force of the rocks and being able to take some of those rocks home um I, I believe with Lufo we actually the following week i told the story and then we meditated with the rocks and i held the rocks while i did um can this method session mm. and what is um, that, what,
1: anything revealed did you do you think you learned anything from that
2: it's interesting um in the moment nothing stood out but the guys and i were dissecting this afterwards and and it almost, <laughs> in a very short and crass way, it sounded like Bigfoot was giving me life advice because I was going through it. Um, I was in a huge transition and I, I, I was getting the feeling, I was very overwhelmed of like, is it too soon for me to be back here? Is it too soon? And there's a lot of unresolved stuff here. And like, I was like, apologizing to the woods for leaving, you know, and <laughs> that stuff. Right. And so- yeah the things that were coming through the Estes, it was like life advice. (laughs) So um, like trusting in yourself more and, and, um, you know, taking the next step and things like that. And so, you know, out of this whole experience, however I felt in the moment, um, I like to look back on it as like, Oh, I, um, I was able to get my wish, my travel wish, my birthday wish of something paranormal happening. Right. But then on a deeper (laughs) level, I think Bigfoot gave me life advice. (laughs) So I'm excited
3: to have my (laughs) new life coach.
1: (laughs) yeah well i mean geez that's amazing i mean first of all i'm glad you are all okay and none of those rocks yeah. connected um you shared one of the photos with me of one of the rocks and it was like oh my god if that would have connected with you that would <laughs> have would have been terrible yes. especially where this place is now um are you comfortable with sharing the location of where this happened
2: i'm trying to remember i think it's called drift creek drift creek, drift Falls. creek trail mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah
1: that's it. uh it, very uh you know it it's an incredible little hiking location outside of Lincoln city. It's about 30 minutes from where I sit right now. Uh, I've been up there several times. Uh, it's, it, it's it feels quite remote once you're out there. Um, but it isn't super popular either. Uh, locals, you know, to the Lincoln city area, uh, let's just say us on the Oregon coast, a lot of us take it for granted, just like any, anyone living in a place that's amazing. You can kind of take the location for granted. I couldn't tell you the last time I was actually, you know, at the beach or on one of these hikes, unfortunately, and that's how it goes. And then when tourists come through, they are usually the ones that frequent these trails a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, as you were visiting and an off period of time, that trail could have been kind of, uh, is it possible for you and your family to have disturbed something that was settling in for the season? (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, um, especially if it was like getting a little late. Uh, and, and also I'll, I'll add that the uh, the reported activity for Sasquatch in the coastal mountain range in in which you were a part of right there is tremendous. You know, um, mm-hmm. there are organizations all throughout Oregon that that cover that coastal mountain range uh routinely you know with Bigfoot exploration and 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 studying so it's it's fascinating Bex I'm glad that the Oregon coast revealed to you a little bit of its dark mystery and uh showed you how you know kind of utterly engrossing these forests are here um you, you know sort of even more than what we were used to in the Puget Sound area right
2: yes absolutely Absolutely.
1: Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And if anyone has any information, you know, uh, get a hold of Bex, get a hold of me. That's Jim at euphemet.com And this is one of the problems with not continuing this show for a while is that I want to go and do a remote at Drift Creek. I want to drive up there <laughs> like right after we talk and uh, and, and do a little recording. And, and, you know, maybe I get a little something thrown at me, but, you know, there's no show next week. So uh I'd have to I'd have to write a medium article about it or something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> you can write about it on illuminal.earth.
1: Hey, there we go. <laughs> nice plug too. Shameless
2: plug. Thank you. I'm getting better I'm a professional this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> knows how to do
1: people and yeah. All right. Um we Give we have show. to take yes, exactly. We have to take a break here. This is Night Drift. After this, more with Bex and more cryptids here on Night Drift. I'm Jim Perry.
0: Drift with Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW, Seattle. Now, here again is Jim.
1: This is Night Drift. I'm Jim Perry. We now have an ad-free UFOMet podcast feed for subscribers to our Patreon, and you can use it wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to euphemet.com and just click the top banner. You can become a patron today, unlock ad-free shows, and also access the occasional hangout. Thank you, of course, to those that have subscribed. Night Drift liminal reporter Bex Atwood is here with us tonight. She just shared her Sasquatch appearance uh, experience um, in the woods of Oregon. And uh, coming up, we're going to ask her if she's experienced other Sasquatch personal, personal activity before and what people are reporting out there. But as I had mentioned, this is our last broadcast for a while. Uh, taking a pause to focus on the Euphemet podcast, a little writing, a little realigning. And then at some some point in time, we will reemerge back on the airwaves, I am sure. But for now, just a little pause. And because of that, and because I'm doing a lot of looking back, I I revisited some of the older episodes this week. God, it was just such a great journey we've been on. And the world has changed so much since then, just in two years. It's it's crazy to think about. M- makes me emotional. But as this is our last for a while, I wanted to bring on our producer Odie Ortiz for a second. And uh Odie, you know, thank you so much for everything that you've done for this program over this duration.
4: Yeah, thank you, Jim.
1: Yeah. And I know you're a little under the weather tonight, so <laughs> I appreciate you joining in uh, courageously here. Um, please cough and sneeze as much as oh, you want on shot. air because we're just we're going wild and we're going out <laughs> with a bang. All right. So yeah, see, there it you was. go. Yeah, exactly. Um, listen, I was wondering if you had any favorite moments from Night Drift.
4: Um, yeah, I have a couple. I think the first one was the first uh, show that I was left alone in the studio, and it was, like, you you and I's first time being alone with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I did so many mistakes, and I had so many panic attacks, but you were over Zoom, so you had no idea what was going on on my side, and I was (laughs) fighting back tears multiple times throughout the show. Oh, no! Yeah, (laughs) and I was texting Harmony, like, yo, is this... And she wasn't responding, by the way. (laughs) So I just had to wing it. And by the end of the show when we had our little debrief, you're like, hey, you did well. And I'm like, Cool. <laughs> Cause that's not how I was feeling at all. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. Wow, you hid that so well. <laughs>
4: yeah. Amazing. Um, and I think the other show that really like rings a bell whenever I think about Night Drift is the one where we had, I think I think the plant's name was Flow or No. Uh,
1: um Bex, okay. what... Coco. Yeah, cocoa. Right. Cocoa.
4: <laughs> that gives me so much joy because I was dog sitting for those like for that family that I was telling you about earlier. And I was watering their plants that day, just thinking, like, am I doing a good enough job watering this grass? Like, I'm not watering <laughs> the grass. I'm only oh. watering the flowers. And then <laughs> and then that Sunday <laughs> we have Coco on. <laughs> and we have like the segment with the Russians about uh that they could feel pain
3: yeah like right. Mm -hmm.
4: it just made me feel so like whoa yeah yeah it confirmed your thoughts around that
1: right your concerns were validated
4: yeah and i felt so bad (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah i just
1: that's awesome now that's awesome. About life, yeah, that's just about that's plants. one that I definitely will never forget. Either we did the first live interview with a plant <laughs> in the history of broadcasting.
4: <laughs> yes, I think we did.
1: You know, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I was at the uh the the Radio Hall of Fame in Chicago uh a few months ago and I did bring up to the kind gentleman <laughs> of our accolades and and that's when he allowed me into the hollowed uh WGN radio booth in which I was able to, to, to mock as if I was uh, doing a show there. And, and it was because he knew we were a big deal, and we're over here interviewing plants for the first time ever.
4: <laughs> Groundbreaking <awesome>. stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you again, Odie. You're you you you're a joy to work with, and I can't wait to continue the show with you uh, Um, you know, at some point here in the future.
4: I don't hide it from my other shows. You are my favorite show to work with and to produce. Oh. So...
1: The feeling is mutual. Yeah, thank you so much, (laughs) bud. Now get back to the office. Um, All right. We're going to get into uh, another story here from Bex. And I will set it up in this way. And I want to ask you whether, and I know you have a story, but I'm going to be radio guy here and ask you, if you've ever had another personal experience with Bigfoot that you know reminded that maybe you were reminded of in the heat of that moment you know a a month or two ago
2: why yes jim i actually have (laughs) i've had one other uh experience and i mean there's about 11 or 12 years between the two um so this experience happened back in 2010 2011 and it was um in southern Indiana of all places. And this isn't a location that I really feel personally is like, you know, loaded full of Bigfoot lore. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's some stuff on the Liminal map, there's some stuff on the internet if you look hard enough, but it's never really been considered a hot spot. Um growing up there, I, I heard about dogmen a lot. So that was kind of where my mind went to. Um mm-hmm. but <laughs> the physical description of this big fun is, is so different and interesting to me. Um so I love telling this story whenever it comes up. Um but it's it's pretty short and sweet. I was just on a back road uh one night with some buddies and and I believe it was close to or on prom night. Um but I was pretty young. I didn't um do anything like too unsavory back then. So there's no nothing that could have like altered our perceptions here. Um, that night, I think like a new metal album came out. So we were just cruising and, and, and listening um, sure. and we take this curve and driver slams on the brakes and, and as he does, I look up suddenly um, and we see something that's almost completely white, um, but approximately eight feet or so tall oh and gosh. it. Crosses like the last half of the road at like a step and a half. Um, And as it's starting to enter the wood line there in the ditch, it turns around and looks back at us. And it has a very pale face covered in white hair, um, but it was very clearly old like it, it had a lot of wow. wrinkles and it just looked right through us it was it was like it was making contact with like all eye contact with all three or four of us at once is how we kind of compared it um, Oh my gosh! but that was i you know just off the top of my head one of the first moments where i had something like non-dead human happen to me yeah. or something that i experienced that kind of started to test those paranormal boundaries farther than like, you know, the travel channel would have you believe at that time. Right. So right. It
1: oh was my God. Really
2: and it was something that silenced, you know, the car ride home and it, it took a while for us to talk about it. It was, it was wild.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Bex. That's wild. And yeah. How, how does it not, how does it not shape your inclination about what this stuff is and the possibility that exists. I mean, from that point on, were you basically just super open to the possibility of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, of this, you know, sort of mythical cryptid?
2: Absolutely. And um, you know, you're familiar with my nature. Right? I gave dev dove headfirst into research and scoured, you know, early, earlier Google and was just kind of like, hey especially in indiana it's like what is going on here has anyone else experienced this funny enough i put this on the liminal earth map a year or two ago right and okay um we received a white bigfoot report about two hours um northwest of where i had seen it oh my gosh really I would love to share that link with you and I could post that as well. I can just do like a, <laughs> where I posted like the shout out to the show tonight. I can just start a thread of oh, that <laughs> would be great. evidence yeah. from our conversations. Right. Okay. Yeah. Everyone look out for that. Yeah. But um, I was loving that because I had never heard of that outside of like Tibet, Nepal, you know, I, it's Yeti is the name that we are familiar with. And so, um, you know, I'm like I don't know. I just think this is like a really old thing, or something. Yeah. But or that's just how they choose to present themselves to us. I who knows. <laughs> so,
1: so what did happen in that other sighting? Was it similar to yours? As a a passerby, or or what was that experience like for them?
2: It's been a it's been a little while since I looked it up. I do believe it was also a drive by situation.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: I don't know how backwards it was or anything, but yeah. I mean. I was close to the highway, you know, I could have been on the highway in like 10 minutes. So it, it's one of those things, like you said, with the drift creek, it's, it feels remote once you're there, but you know, you have access if you want it.
1: I can't believe that you've been able to see a, a Sasquatch. <laughs> um, and, and it makes me, <laughs> yes. you know, listen, I've seen my share of unidentified flying anomalous craft. Uh, I've seen a, a, a full bodied apparition. Right. So I feel oh, wow. very, very lucky that I, I have I have, <laughs> uh, you, you know, I've experienced a really wide range and diverse set of, of supernatural and strange experiences. And, and many of them I've shared on, on this very program, but I have not seen a Sasquatch. And, you know, I, I do wonder that if I open myself up to enough uh, uh, enough to it, that my propensity to experience these things this, this seemingly exists based off of these things occurring uh one after the other for me when when i put myself in the right place i have these experiences i do wonder if i put myself in the right place if i would have that experience and that's like both exciting and very scary to think about <laughs>
2: That just pretty much describes the feeling of, you know, the work that we do period.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. You're, yeah, yeah, we, we are open to this and so we may have more experiences. Yet we're also open to this so we may have more experiences. <laughs> it makes those long walks through the woods a little dicey. Like uh you, you got to have like good mental health going into some of this stuff, I think. Um all right. Uh, grounded. We, very grounded. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, all right. We have to we have to take another quick break here, but we're going to come back uh, more with Bex. Uh, I'm going to ask her, you know, some of her favorite moments from Night Drift, uh, what some of her favorite reports were. And then we're going to get uh, a little bit more into some more liminal sightings that are occurring out there. Of course, everyone go check out Liminal Earth. An interactive map that is re-mythologizing our places that we live, these places we go every day. Again, 30 minutes from me, and Bex has a Sasquatch throwing rocks at her. It's amazing. I'm Jim Perry, and this is Night Drift. We'll be right back after this.
0: with Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW, Seattle. Now, here again is Jim.
1: I'm Jim Perry, and this is Night Drift. If listening to this is a podcast, excuse the reset here, but we're here tonight for the last time for a while, talking cryptids and looking back a little, the last two years of doing Night Drift. What a mixed uh, bag of emotions I'm experiencing here at this end of the program, the last nine minutes here for quite some time or for something that we've built together. And uh, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for listening. And thank you of course, to our liminal investigator, Bex Atwood, who is here with me tonight.
4: I'm here.
2: <laughs> and I'm also like, just going on an emotional roller coaster
1: here <laughs> yeah well listen you know um that's that's life right now for a lot of people I think I mean I think a lot of people are in this process of change and sometimes it takes a minute for that process of change to then be embodied and then to start taking shape within the form of what you're doing whether that's your practice your art, your relationships i think it takes a little bit of time for it to transfigure into something within consensus 3d reality and you know um a lot of people are experiencing that personally a lot of people are experiencing that professionally you know whether that's people being forced to come back into work now and they're saying no no we're not doing that (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna move to a different country because we do not want to work in an office anymore uh, whether it's something like that happening or it's something like night drift here tonight as where it's so interesting. Cause I feel like we are uh, in this place where things are shifting and change and I'm trying to be conscious of that and allow space and time for things to shift again and then to find that new voice. And I appreciate everyone. I don't know uh, in advance, allowing me to do such a thing. <laughs> and that includes you, Bex. Thank you for uh, being on this ride and allowing space for us to revisit this again and uh, go through this process.
2: Absolutely. I think all of that was really well said. And um, yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. And yeah, thanks for having me on. I mean, this was, you know, started out as a, a guest spot just to share my shenanigans. And, and here we are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your shenanigans. That's going to be your podcast name. Perfect. <laughs> Paranormal oh, almost with Bex <laughs> in the liminal. Um,
2: that was a deep right, laugh. So, you got that out of me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, when, when you look back at the reports that you've had uh, for night drift, what are some of them or or what is a report um, that you look back at with sort of most excitement?
2: Oh, I think it's not just the nature of the report. I think it was how we gathered in like the um experiences we were having um around this time. Um it's just very special one to me. And and I have to say it's like the dogman triangle that we uncovered um yes. when I started doing the show. And I actually just remembered like that was a year ago. Yeah. By the way. It was a year yeah. ago. And um you know we we I started looking into a few dogman reports there on the peninsula I was living on and the nearby peninsula, uh, peninsula uh, the kids app. And And I found a collection of stories. But as I dug deeper, um, we were able to uncover some ourselves. and that led to um because of night drift and because of the topics we were discussing, we were able to find a few um, witnesses who had their own stories from the exact you know triangle area that we would, uh, discover and yeah. uh, we even had one of those guests on live it was when I was able to go to the studio with you and Odie yeah
3: um,
2: and that was in itself an amazing experience um, but we were able to live interview someone um who you know found us because of the nature of the stories that we were sharing and, and what we were looking into at the time and, and that just feels really special
1: yeah very much so and I'll always look back at those stories and as they're developing as some of my favorite moments in this show ever and uh <laughs> listen i think there's still a great mystery out there i think there is this other uh large cryptid that that potentially exists within the woods of the pacific northwest and beyond that in some places rival the sasquatch in terms of their presence now um the dogman triangle in Washington. I, I think it's a case that that we need to figure out a way to continue exploring and continue to push to, to to see what other witness stories at the very least could be revealed. Don't you think?
2: Oh, I'm already on it, Jim. I have a a uh, a KitSAP <laughs> uh, local Facebook I'm a part of and people are still responding to my first call-out post that we did for the dog man. Yeah. People are wow. still sharing their stories a year later.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. Well, well we'll figure out how to display that um uh, again and and in some really awesome fashion i know uh what were some of your favorite um uh, what were some of your favorite guests or guests that that touched you um through night
0: drift
2: so i have a few um to just brush really quickly i absolutely loved um when you ryan singer uh and trevor noah were oh, what was that? it was when you guys were in the hotel room and you were just talking about all things cosmic all things paranormal all things life it was a really cool roundtable um, between the three of you and um i really enjoyed that um but a guest that i you know was not familiar with um who really just kind of spoke to me that episode i've watched a few times now um it was actually uh with ellie molina oh yeah <laughs> and um so she runs a PSI school for kids and adults, um, but you know, as she's discussing this and as she's discussing how she got into it and everything, um, you know, there was this underbelly of um, she teaches people to like trust themselves again and to develop, you know, their um, psychic abilities that we believe you know, everyone has. Um, and that, you know, in the moment I was listening to it, Jim, I was actually in the process of driving here from Washington I was in the process of moving. Yeah. And it was so special to me to get that kind of message because I had really, you know, gone on a limb and was like, yeah. well, I hope this is going to work out for me. And you know, her message was just trust yourself and and I'm here if you want to develop. And, and I absolutely love that. And then I loved um, how she's touching the lives of kids and, 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 how i would have maybe turned out differently if if i had a teacher like that
1: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Someone I can't wait to talk with again. And I'm, and I'm glad that, you know, um, uh, uh, spoke to you when you listened to it. And that's really awesome. And of course, more conversations with Ryan and Daniel to come. Uh, I, I can't wait to talk with those guys again, uh, once we do this again, or, or in some other fashion, of course, uh, Bex, as we wind down here, thank you so much for being a part of this, you know, sort of last broadcast for now. Uh, tell me a little bit, we've only got a couple minutes here, but tell me a little bit about that the 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 big map update and and what you're up to and where people can find more of your work
2: absolutely uh so liminal.earth is where you can find the map and we just did a massive uh autumn update to the map Uh, we had a ton of submissions and i mean i checked the emails this morning i was still receiving them and and we like to hear it we like to see it so um, we definitely have a lot of new stories. Um, you can go straight to liminal.earth map. Uh, you can click all stories, most recent, and that is the easiest way that you can find the ones that we just added. Um, of course, we have the rate story selector as well on the website, and that's fun if you uh, want to have like a weird form of cryptid divination. Um, but also, <laughs> if you just want to dive into the map for an hour or 12. Um, we also... <laughs> I am vexed and the liminal across the board online, and I do what I call um, gloomy photography, but I I love taking pictures um, on film um, because of how film can be manipulated and it has like its own soul. Um, And I take pictures in really strange places often where I'm doing research. So uh, kind of tie in those worlds together there. And um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I am currently... Uh, In the process of launching Mystic Photo Lab, it's a film processing company, it's a boutique experience, and it's the internet's first subscription base. So I'm really excited uh, to launch that and um, see y'all's film, get you more into film if you're not. Um, And um, I really look forward to uh, finding new and exciting ways to share all of these stories with you guys.
1: Oh, fantastic, Bex. And I appreciate so much seeing your photography come through. Uh, You know, that gloomy vibe, of course. I mean, yeah, no dust speaks to me. Uh, So I love that very much. And and thank you so much for, for being a part of this program. You know, we'll see you down the road on this thing, kid.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jim.
1: Of course. And thank you, Odie. Appreciate your help with that. And thank you for listening, everyone, to Night Drift with jim perry on alternative talk kknw 1150 am seattle you can hear the show anytime on its podcast feed wherever you listen to them go to youfamet.com for more and i'll see you next year everyone merry christmas happy holidays and until the next time keep looking up